Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of Deserts of Plenty. This is a podcast about making our way in this crazy world, you know, in a world where we are inundated with calories, but we are lacking in nutrition. We are awash in information, but lacking in knowledge. We are awash in experiences, but lacking in connection. And that's what Deserts of Plenty is all about. There's all this stuff out there, but nobody's happy <laughs> or fulfilled or healthy. You know, there's just, um, there's a lot going on. So that it's, it's about that. It's also about our three pillars of health, mental, physical, and spiritual. And finally, it's about understanding human, human interaction and transaction. Why do people often act against their own best interests? Which is a question that plagued me for some time. It now seems so obvious that uh, I'm almost embarrassed that I used to think about that. You know, just as a sidebar, it's, it's interesting to check in with the person you are today and compare this person to the person you were a year ago. What do you believe now or do now that you didn't a year ago? And how does that make you feel about yourself? And when you think about that, then I like to think about, well, where will I be a year from now? What will I be doing a year from now that I don't even know is a thing you know uh for myself it's a i often am agog at how different i am now versus a year ago and i see that person just a year ago as uh you know i don't know i just feel like <laughs> i wish i'd known that you know a year ago it's just a year anyway so, so much changes so quickly as uh things change anyway today I wanted to talk about a concept uh, um, that is discussed in a book by Nassim Nicholas Taleb called Anti-Fragility. Uh, that's the book, and I recommend it, and uh, I'm going to summarize a bit of it and talk about what this is, anti-fragility, why it's important, and um, how we can adapt that into our everyday lives in order to become more resilient or robust. So anti-fragility, what is it? Well, the word fragile in, in English, we have no word that means the opposite of that. You know, fragile is something, the more you mess with it, the easier it will break, like crystal, you know, wine glasses. Um, and of course, if you're like me, you think, well, of course there is robust or resilient. These are, these are opposites, antonyms to the word, um, fragile but they're not really i mean of course things that are robust or resilient resist breaking but to be the exact opposite of fragile which nicholas um nicholas taleb talks about in his book anti-fragility is the more you mess with it the stronger it will become uh and it's interesting because it's a concept that is familiar to us in a couple of ways and in three ways that i'll highlight uh, the first is in, in mythology, there's the, the myth of the Hydra. And the Hydra is a creature that when you attack it and cut off one of its heads, two grow back in its place. So the more you mess with it, the stronger the creature becomes because it grows an extra head. Uh, in, um, in forestry management, you know, the people who run uh, forestry management realize that you have to have controlled burns. You have to let certain amounts of forest fires run because if you don't, if you take away the anti-fragility of the system, then eventually what you're going to have is some huge, massive fire that's going to be way, way worse than the sum of all the smaller ones that would have happened uh, in the interim. Uh, this happens with antibiotic resistance. Um, 
if you have an infection or one has an infection and antibiotics are given out quite readily, it may come at the expense of individual bacteria, but the colony as a whole will get stronger once it adapts uh, a resistance to that certain antibiotic. Then you've got to go get more antibiotics. So the culture itself is getting stronger as we attack it and mess with it. And that's anti-fragility. And even for ourselves, we know this um, when we talk about um, exercise. Exercise is a way that we put controlled stress on our body through running or lifting weights or whatever way you choose to do that. And uh, as a result, our bodies get stronger. So the stress, the, 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 the damage, the short-term damage, if you like, that we do to muscles when you lift weights, the muscles then rebound and get stronger. And, you know, we know that. Like, if, if you were to have absolute comfort and just lie in a bed for a year, uh, your muscles would completely atrophy. You would have no resilience. Even getting up to get a glass of water would exhaust you. So uh, in the sort of the parlance that is used in the book, uh, for fragile systems and robust systems, it's like use it and lose it. Even a leather jacket, which is super tough, if you use it long enough, it will wear out. Whereas with living systems uh, or certain systems that are anti-fragile, it's use it or lose it, right? Use it and lose it, fragile, use it or lose it, anti-fragile. So that's a way in which human beings have this anti-fragile system. The more you mess with it, the stronger it becomes. Another example is the restaurant industry. Restaurants individually are very fragile, especially when they get started. A lot of them fail within their first year. But because of that, that, that fragility of individuals, the restaurant industry as a whole becomes very robust and, well, anti-fragile. I mean, it's like, you know, there's no shortage of restaurants. I mean, I live in Toronto, and there's no shortage of restaurants. And so the, the anti-fragility of the system comes at the expense of the fragility of individual members within it. Anyway, so that's, that's anti-fragility in a kind of a nutshell. And so it, it really comes down to when you, in certain systems or situations, if you provide a stressor, and this is a stress that is acute, so short term, and it's controlled, I do it, I choose to do it. Those seem to have long-term benefits. That's in contrast to like chronic long-term stress that will raise your cortisol levels and will do ultimately will damage uh, especially human beings, people living with chronic stress run into certainly varying problems with their health. So lifting weights is one way we can stress our bodies and have a positive effect in the you know short-term stress, long-term benefit. Well, what else? How else can we stress our bodies? And unless you've been living under a rock, you certainly heard of a couple more things that people are doing quite regularly and readily and they're hot topics right now and one is fasting or time-restricted feeding they're basically the same thing although like they are used in different ways time-restricted feeding is more about the, the getting all your calories within a certain window of the day most people uh, in North America and, and Europe eat uh, up to 16 hours a day you know they, from the moment they wake up they grab some food and they're eating until they go to bed. And so they're only fasting windows when they're asleep. Um, so time-restricted feeding lessens that window. Maybe you skip breakfast or maybe you stop eating by six o'clock at night. 
or whatever, and people try to get, they go 16.8 is a very popular, it's not, sorry, not 16.8, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, 16, 16.8, yeah, 16.8, yeah, sorry, 16 hours of fasting, eight hours of eating, so you, your window of eating is between, say, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock at night, and then outside those times, you don't eat, uh, and then fasting generally refers to, I think, I mean, it's interchangeable, because they're, they're all the same, but when I think of fasting, I think of more than 24 hours. Myself, personally, I do two, uh, what they're called monk fasts a week, and that's 36 hours I don't eat. So every Saturday, I you know I go to bed, I don't eat at all Sunday, and then I have lunch on Monday. And that generally is between 30 to 36 hours, depending on how late I eat on Saturday night. Uh, and this has a range of benefits. It does a lot of things, like it increases your body's sensitivity to insulin, which uh, is very good, especially if you are flirting with type 2 diabetes. Um, but even that, insulin resistance is now tied to so many diseases, everything from heart disease to dementia to leaky gut to dyslipidemia to all these different aspects of our health. And so the short-term stressing of fasting, uh, which mimics the way we were you know, 10,000, 20,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago, and we still have the same biology that we did, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 years ago, that, um, that is beneficial. So short-term stress, long-term result. Another stressor that people are having daily in their lives or, or regularly in their lives is cold therapy and heat therapy. I take cold showers almost every morning, six days a week, I have a, I have a cold shower. And I'll tell you, I, I get in and I have a hot shower for a while. And then as my hand reaches for that cold lever, my brain is screaming, don't do it. My body is screaming, don't do it. But I do it. And in the short term, I hate it, especially the first 10, 15 seconds. I hate it. You know, I, it's also no fun to be fasting. You know, I'm, it's been 18 hours since I've eaten. And then I go buy like a Kentucky Fried Chicken and I smell that mm, fat. And I'm like, oh, I don't want that, but I want food. They're tough. Uh, and the gym, you know, it's not always easy to like uh, make it to the gym, you know, and spend the, the two hour investment. I've got so much to do or I'm tired. I don't want to go. Can I just have a day off? But fighting through that mental block, whether it's going to the gym, fasting or cold therapy has a benefit to it that I did not anticipate. You know, this it's again in this world where we live, where you can have any experience that you want basically it's just a phone call a click away to you know shirk off your responsibilities and whether you have money or not you can you can do basically whatever you want um in the short term but to fight against that temptation to give into what's easy and do things not because they're easy but because they're difficult to quote jfk and i don't like quoting jfk but there it is um to do these things because they are difficult. And in the short term, they are tough. Uh, and mentally, it takes a will to overcome the blocks that your instinct or underlying subconscious puts in the way. You're like, no, I'm gonna do these anyway. And now as a result, I feel much more mentally tough and mentally resilient. And you know, in the way that I came through the pandemic thinking like, well, I, I survived that experience and other than like my own mortality or the health and mortality of those that I love, what experience am I going to face? It's going to be that tough. 
<clears throat> and I feel now somewhat battle-tested, resilient. And I feel even more resilient as a result of doing these things. And a new thing that I've just started doing is morning words, which is, you know, writing three pages a day longhand in a journal. Not for review, but just to as a mental mind dump. And again, I hate doing it. I'm like, ugh, three pages? I don't know what to write. I just woke up. Uh, but you just start writing and you just push through and you just write stream of consciousness. And then again, when you're done, it's like, oh, I feel good. Like I've never fasted, gone to the gym, done cold water therapy. And when I was done, went, boy, I wish I hadn't done that. You know, the way I do after I do things that are easy, you know, stay up late watching Netflix, have a little bit too much to drink, have that extra piece of pie or whatever. Oh man, I wish I had not done that. In this world that we live in, comfort is really killing us. Comfort and ease. And with my daughter, she's now nine. And when she has problems or conflicts, I feel like now I am giving her the opportunity. I'm giving her the gift of letting her solve it herself. To let her build up resilience. Every morning she says to me, not every morning, but anytime she does say to me, Daddy, I don't want to go to school. I'm like, I know. I get it. And, you know, it's a short term right now. It's like, eh, it's loud. It's, you know, I'd rather sit here and, and play and watch things. And, I'm, and I tell her, well, we do these things because they are tough, because they are going to, in the long run, benefit you in ways you cannot yet understand. And she understands that. Even at nine years old, she gets it. And, and she trudges to school and she comes home and she never says to me, Daddy, you know what? I wish I didn't go to school today. She never says that to me. Not once has she said, you know, she'll say, I don't want to go. But when she comes home, she's never like, Dad, I wish that didn't happen. You know, she, she has learned mental toughness. And that's what stressing, leaning into these things that you do not want to do. In uh, Stoic philosophy, there is a saying, the obstacle is the way. And, uh, and I'm becoming to become, and I'm becoming to become, learn to speak well. I am becoming much more convinced that that is true. That if you find something in your life that is like, oh, I don't, uh, what's, uh, I don't like it. I don't want to le lean into it and see what's there. What's that about? Where is that resistance coming from? Where's that uncomfortableness existing from? Anyway, I should say at the very end of this that I, I don't give advice. So I'm not encouraging anyone to go out and start fasting. But I'm encouraging you, if you are interested, to go out and do it safely. You know, ask your doctor, uh, find ways to do it safely. Because all these things, you know, think going to the gym. Like if you've never, if you don't work out, sedentary, and then New Year's comes and you're like, oh, I'm going to go jog 10 kilometers, you're probably going to have a lot of problems. And, and it can be very damaging to you, especially given your level of fitness. So whether it's anything that I say here, and you're like, oh, I, I think I'm, I want to try that. Do it safely. There's, there's lots of resources out there. Uh, I'm not an expert in any of these things. I do them and I love them and I would encourage anybody to go out and do these things or at least investigate it. You know, it's like reading. Like, I would, of course, encourage anyone to go out and start reading. Reading is a way of talking to smart dead people, as someone said. And I like that quote. Um, but it will, what it gives you internally, it's just, it's, uh, it's hard to overstate. You know, there's, in our world, pleasure has been confounded with happiness or confounded has been compared to as the same thing. And that's so corporations can sell us crap, right? And it's not. 
pleasure is not the same as happiness. And in fact, pleasure, if you have only pleasure, your happiness will go down. And there's a physiological reason that happens, uh, which I'm not going to go into today, but it is very interesting. But uh, doing things that are tough in the moment is tough, but in the long run will benefit you. And that is a kind of a truism that I have come to understand that the things that are easy in the short term will come to mess you up in the long term. And we know that, right? Eating too much sugar, taking too much alcohol, smoking cigarettes, these things that are pleasurable in the moment in the long run are going to be at your detriment. And the ex exact opposite is also true. The things that are tough in this moment, going to the gym, fasting, cold water therapy, leaning into my problems, trying to, uh, you know, doing deep dives into ourselves and asking ourselves who we are and what do we really want. Those things are tough in the short term, but in the long term, we'll have surprising benefits. Same thing with relationships and the people in your lives. Anyway, that's uh, that's it for today. Uh, Anti-fragility is a concept that I encourage you to look into if this is at all interesting to you. Please send me your questions and feedback. I'm, I'm really curious as to your journey and what's going on with you because uh, I, I'm just amazed more and more. I keep finding myself in places I never thought I would be. If you told me a year ago I would be fasting right now and say, you're insane. And yet here I am and I can't ever imagine a time when I won't be. Anyway, have a great week. Uh, we'll see you all again. Take care. Bye.